0: Just go to indeed.com/slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed.
1: Hey, what's up, Pacer Nation? Welcome back to another episode here of setting the pace. But before we get into today's show, wanted to let you guys know that we are breaking this episode down into a two-part episode. So we're talking all things Buddy Hill today. We're talking Buddy Hill trades. We're looking at the trade ideas that were made by Bobby Marks and Zach Lowe on the low post. Fachi and I are going to bring some trade ideas ourselves, but we're mostly going to talk about Buddy Hill's value across the league and what he means to the Pacers and how this all could play out. But before we get into that, I want to make sure that our tone of voice does not come off like we did not hear the interview that Chad Buchanan gave today with local media at noon talking about Buddy Hill. Bob Kravitz, long-time person covering Indiana sports, asked Chad Buchanan the first question of the media session, what is going on with Buddy Hills? So this is what Chad had to say. Chad said, Buddy is somebody that we love having on our team. We want him on our team this year. The business of basketball comes into play at times, but we've had talks with him about an extension, and those talks are to hold right now, I'd say, but that's not to say that they're done. We'd like to have Buddy with us. We have no intention of trying to move Buddy. But it's also our job to listen if opportunities come that help us improve the team. That's what we have to do as a front office. Our intention is to have Buddy on the team this year and have him be a big part of our group. So, look, you can take this however you want to take it. Fachi and I may discuss this later on this week. But it's an interesting thing to say. Look, Chad Buchanan is not going to come out and say, hey, we're trading this guy, right? He's not going to say that because, one, it totally kills their value and any leverage that they have. So I do think that Buddy Hill does bring value to this team. Me and Foji believe that if Buddy Hill's on this team, they are better with what they're trying to accomplish. Buddy Hill fits perfectly with this team. Tyrese and him have a great relationship. Tyrese was joking about this last night on his Twitch. So, yes, there is a lot of interesting stuff here going on with Buddy Hill, but I would say just monitor it. And listen to our trade ideas because we kind of have a little bit of a different perspective than maybe the national media does for what Buddy's value is and maybe how the Pacers could utilize Buddy in a trade if that were to happen. Because at the end of the day, if the Pacers cannot come to an an extension agreement, we don't know what they're going to do. But we've seen this play out before a lot of different times and you usually don't let a player walk into free agency if you feel like you can't bring them back. So I would just say to monitor this, Listen to some of our trade ideas. Let us know what you think of our trade ideas on social media. Fachi's is going to give you all the rundown of that at the end of the show. But I want to make sure that you guys know that we did not try to come off with a negative tone of voice here in terms of how we view Buddy, what we think about Buddy, and in terms of us not knowing what Chad Buchanan was going to say on the record about their current situation with Buddy healed But as far as Chad said no intentions of trading him but they're taking offers so we'll see how that plays out but with that being said let's go ahead and get into the intro with Tyrese Halliburton kicking us off for setting the pace this is Tyrese Halliburton and you're listening to setting the pace With Alex and Foxy, Alex and Fauci. Alex and Alex, if I put our jacks in the paint, how you gonna stop me, how you gonna stop me, we can go head to head, call out your top three, call out your top three, look at the switch from Buddy here, now that boy got three. We got Holly Burton running point, this is a Benedict for the shot, if anybody gon' come in the post, then we got Miles Turner for the block, setting the pace, going to the top, setting the pace, going to the top, this is your number one podcast, sweeping every team, we gon' need a mop, smooth. Pacer Nation, what is going on? Welcome back to another episode here of Setting the Pace. I'm your host, Alex Gold, and I'm joined by the very sad and depressed Denver bronco fan, Michael J. Fachi. Fachi, 70-20, to 20, really?
2: Oh, man. Couldn't escape it. One of the first things, maybe it's 7.30, 8 in the morning. Alex was tweeting at me, asking how I'm feeling about the game. It's like, I'm catching it from every angle you could imagine. I can't defend it. It's just... Uh, you don't trade a first-round pick for a coach and then go 0-3. I don't know if that's yeah. ever happened, but regardless, what makes matters worse, Vance Joseph, a defensive coordinator, was a failed head coach for the Denver Broncos. Now we brought him back, and it's it's even worse than defensive end. But, hey, it is what it is. Football year might not really be – this. this season might not be for me.
1: West Virginia doing all right. They win this three and one
2: three and one. Yes, they did win that. I can hold my head high. They're only projected to win about three or four games. So, uh, and then I guess I'll take a shot your way. What, are you doing a little kumbaya after the I game? Mean, or, IU football is a mean, joke in, in, in <laughs> general. Mean, so it's like, oh, you know, I mean, the locker room. If, you if you're dissing
1: <laughs> IU football, I mean, I'm doing the same thing. I'm not afraid to admit it. But, like, yeah, Tom Mallon, I think he needs to go. He's a high school coach, and he's trying to coach college kids, and it's just not working out. Uh, like we talked about a couple episodes ago, Michael Penix Jr. was the only time this team has been relevant yeah. in the last five years. And let's just be honest, this team is not worth talking about. And most IU basketball fans are Notre Dame football fans, and they can't even get 11 players in the field. So we've had a lot of bad football here, but the Colts. Yeah. Without Anthony Richardson, taking down the Baltimore Ravens on the road, I think the Colts are in first place in the AFC South right now with a 2-1 and record. And i just tell you, Minshew Mania, man, it, it's, it's something to be impressed with. As a backup quarterback, I think he might be the best backup quarterback in the NFL.
2: So you stole the words that out of my mouth because I know you tweeted it. I've been a big Gardner Minshew fan. I've always felt that, you know, he started with the Jaguars for a little bit, but that was a team that wasn't really trying to win. He's been a good backup. Yeah. He's the backup in Philly. You know, hey, he's backup for the Colts. I, I, I feel like even the previous game, he was like 19-23 to 23 when he came in for relief for Anthony Richardson the other game. He's been good. So I wasn't surprised. I mean – I wouldn't say that I wasn't surprised that they won, but he played a good game. That was a great yeah. overtime game. And, uh, hey, I, I think that's uh, got to be pretty fun for Colts fans, knowing that Jonathan Taylor could be coming back mm-hmm. and he have a winning record at this time. I need cool. him to come back. He's on my fantasy team. Well, so g- <laughs> give me this, please. I need him to come back.
1: I will say the Washington Fochies and are setting the pace fantasy um, league okay. got their first win this week. So your football team is doing a little bit better.
2: Good. Can't be dragging Pritch- my name through the mud with a winless team out here, so I'm happy that, that, that they got a win.
1: I will say Pritchlap is undefeated at this point. So Ooh. I'm doing pretty good this year, but I did have Courtland Sutton on the bench. I was a little bit upset big, that I did game. that, but I just – I I don't know. I, I ended up making some other plays and it didn't like – you know I got Garrett Wilson, so I'm kind of in this weird spot where it's like, do I play him, do I not? It's like yeah. I don't want to like, risk not playing him because you can't trust Zach Wilson. But overall, I can just say this. Russell Wilson is not the answer for the Denver Broncos. This but is could he be? Could, this is he be new... could he be for the New York Jets?
2: I don't think anyone's going to touch that contract. I really don't. The contract extension actually the saddest thing is it hasn't started yet. It's after <laughs> this year. They signed him to an extension 2 years early. It's just miserable. I don't I don't I think in the end the Broncos are probably going to eat the largest probably, you know, dead salary cap hit I think maybe in NFL history uh, with Russ. It's going to be awful, but I'm prepared to move on. Uh, if you want to talk about some Pacers today, some things that may be a little bit more positive, a little bit more fun. Well, how about that?
1: We're not really talking positive stuff today. Maybe it's not positive, a, it's, it's but a, nothing a, positive about
2: the Denver Broncos, I'll tell you well,
1: that. Yeah, or their fan base. But anyway,
2: yeah.
1: let's <laughs> let's keep it honest here. We're going to be talking about some trades today, and that's why I brought up the joke about could Russell Wilson be on the move because we're going to look at some Buddy heel big trades. And if you listen to the Low Post over the, over the weekend – Zach Lowe had Bobby Marks on, and they gave out seven fake trade ideas between the two of them for Buddy Hield, basically by himself. I'm going to run through the list of the trades. Actually, I'm going to do it one at a time. Fachi, yeah. you tell me if you like the deal or you hate the deal, don't elaborate yet. Just say yes or no on the deal, and then we'll talk about it afterwards, and then we'll come up with a few of our own for the fake trades. But
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: The first one, kind of something similar you threw out on the podcast that mm-hmm. we did talking about, Buddy. Oklahoma City Thunder. Davis Bertons, Isaiah Joe, and three second-round picks for Buddy Heel. Yeah.
2: No.
1: Okay. Milwaukee Bucks. We talked about this one as well. Grayson Allen and Pat Connaughton for Buddy Heel. Exact trade we talked about, no. Okay. The Memphis Grizzlies. Now, this one was a little bit different. It was Luke Kennard plus other assets. They did not give any specifics on it. They just said stuff. So I'm assuming that's like seconds and whatnot. But Luke Kennard in seconds for Buddy Hill.
2: Potentially. There is an extra year of Luke Kennard left, but Luke Kennard led the NBA in three-point percentage from my understanding last year. Less volume, but he was, I think, honestly, is so he at like 52% from three last year? He was up wanna, really high. I, I don't know double if it was check. that high. But. No, honestly, it was... Uh, it was, like, ridiculously high. I know that sounds way too high, but um, it was 49.4%. Okay. Um, actually, it was 54% when he was with Memphis, so that's what it was. Gotcha. So, okay. I mean, that's that's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I agree but with that. S- still potentially. Okay, potentially.
1: The Dallas Mavericks, which we kind of talked about this one, too. Tim Hardaway Jr. in two second-round picks.
2: No. no. Nope. Right.
1: This one made me laugh. The Detroit Pistons. Marvin Bagley and Killian Hayes.
2: No, and I, I saw someone on Twitter like, "Yeah, I'm in," or something like that, and it was just like Mikey Killian Dio. Hayes. Maybe, maybe that's who it was. Killian Hayes is a, a very big bust. Uh, he was supposed to be like the real deal at pick seven. Marvin Bagley is another bust. He, you know, I, I know uh, he got re-signed, so there might be another year left on that deal, like twelve million dollars or so. Either way, it, it's it's no. Let's just put it out this put it out there. The Sacramento Kings selected Marvin Bagley
1: over Luka Doncic, over Jaron Jackson Jr. Yep. over Trey Young, mm-hmm. and they were and the fans were booing Buddy Hill. Okay, crazy. Boo your front office because that's just terrible drafting, honestly. But two more left. The Charlotte Hornets. This one was Cody Martin and either James Booknight or Kai Jones.
2: You can't touch Kai Jones at this point. There's there's too much. Interesting stuff going on off the court. Um, Book Knight at one point in time. I liked him. I wouldn't touch him at this point. I don't think, I don't know if he can play in the league. I'm going to go with no.
1: Okay, and the last one here was the Orlando Magic. Gary Harris, Chuma Okiki, and two second round picks.
2: It's not bad because you're not taking on future money uh, than whatever Chuma is owed. But, like, if I'm not in love with it by any means. I don't think it makes the Pacers a better team.
1: Okay, so the only one that you really cared for was a Memphis Grizzlies trade.
2: Yes, yeah. Okay. So to get into it is you look at it. If you're talking about losing an elite skill set in three point shooting, that is what Luke Kennard is. Luke Kennard is not Buddy Hield. Buddy is a much better scorer, but Luke Kennard is a three point sniper. He mm-hmm. would have one extra year on his contract right in that between fifteen to uh, sixteen million dollar range which really isn't that bad. So it's like the Pacers aren't going to take a big hit here. I know it said in that deal and other assets, you're not going to, you're probably not going to get a first round pick with them. It would probably be multiple second round picks. So -hmm. that's the only deal that's like definitely not bad and could still keep the Pacers as a winning team. Luke Kennard would have no problem to come off the bench. Wouldn't need to play the, you know, the 30 minutes that Buddy Hill plays. He plays roughly about 20 to 24 minutes. So, what do, you, what do you think out of those deals? Which ones did you like?
1: Yeah, I think that the um, Orlando deal is kind of interesting because I think Gary Harris could help. But at the same time, a lot of these deals to me were just like continuing to make a log jam. And anything that like Luke Kennard, honestly, the one I like, the reason I like that one is because it's a one for one and you don't have to cut yeah. somebody. Because that's one thing I don't think a lot of people realize is like, okay, the Pacers already have a 15 man roster. So if they were to take on more players, they're going to have to cut somebody who do you want to cut from this roster that you're willing to take in somebody else? Like I'm not taking in Grayson Allen and Pat Connaughton and then cutting, no. you know, like an Isaiah Jackson or a Ben Shepherd or I mean, Daniel Tice, like, yeah, but is it really worth that? Like, I don't think he's worth like cutting for. So that to me is where it didn't make a ton of sense, but I do think there are some options out there, Fachi, for some other trades that could be interesting. We talked about a few on the last podcast, but, um, I'll let you start. Is there a trade that maybe we didn't bring up that you thought, I like this
2: trade a lot? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do have a couple. Now, here, here's the thing.
1: One Just thing do I one want right report, now. Just do one. Sure,
2: yes. M- one thing I want to throw out there is Mark Stein reported that he feels that the Pacers are going to have a very tough time getting a first-round pick for Buddy Heald. If He thinks that it's going to be multiple second-rounders due to Heald expiring. So yeah. you have to factor that in, that if, if the Pacers are – for sure going to get a first-round pick, you might have to look at taking some money back. So I tried to put that in here in some of these trades. Do you want me to start with my biggest trade or go with a you know, medium one? You start where you feel most comfortable. All right, I'm going to start with this one. So if you want a first-round pick, take a look at this. It's the Atlanta Hawks. Now, I've tossed this name over here before, but it's Bogdan Bogdanovich. Four years, $68 million is owed. The fourth year is a team option. So here we go. The contract goes 18.7 this year, so nearly matches up identical to Buddy, about 500 grand apart. Then it goes 17.2, 16 million in 2025, and then the $16 million team option in 2026. So by taking on Bogdan's contract, you would also be getting a lottery-protected 2024 first-round pick from the Sacramento Kings. What are your thoughts on this?
1: For Buddy straight up?
2: Yeah. The Hawks clear salary. They want to become bigger players in free agency. They dumped John Collins because they're still trying to clear room. And DeJounte Murray's extension will kick in after this year. The Hawks also have their own first round pick this year. So it's not like, oh man, they're not gonna have a pick.
1: When did they sign that extension with
2: Bogdanovich? Do you know? Uh I don't, but this it starts this season. So it might have
1: been last year they did that. So I don't it, it, it could have been. Maybe maybe two have... years ago. I think everybody's expecting or not expecting. I think a lot of people expected that Bogdan would be on the move, but I think Atlanta really likes him. So I don't think Atlanta does this deal. I think that Bogdan's better than Buddy Heald, and I think that I'd rather have Bogdan at a descending salary than an expiring Buddy Heald. So I don't don't hate, obviously, for the Pacers, getting Bogdan and that money because I think Bogdan would help the Pacers a lot. Yes, a lot. Um, yeah, I just don't think that there's any reason Atlanta does this, because I think with Quinn Snyder, they're going to try to win. I know you think they're going to be players in free agency. They want to be. I, I just don't really buy that. I don't think Atlanta's ever okay. been like a free agent destination, in my personal opinion. It's like, you might get a DeJounte Murray that's interested in coming there, but that would be a trade, so, yeah. or like a big, like, Clint Capella, something like that. I think that was a trade, too, so... Ultimately, I think Atlanta's best chance to add pieces is to like because they wanted Pascal. Like, that was a big thing. They were really big on Pascal Siakam, and they probably would have traded Bogdanovich plus DeAndre Hunter or whatever to get him. But I just don't necessarily know if they value Buddy the same way Pacer fans do or this team does. That's my opinion.
2: In my opinion, I wasn't going the route of really valuing Buddy, I was going more of the route of getting that contract off the books. And being getting a player that can a keep you competitive this year, whatever happens afterwards, maybe they could look to re-sign him. But it was more of like if they want to truly be able to offer another max deal, because you're going to have Trey Young and Dejounte Murray on some big time contracts. Yeah, you still have DeAndre Hunter on another deal. So if you're really looking to add to this team, you really can't unless you move either Hunter or Bogdanovich. So yeah. I guess while we're still on this topic, if it was DeAndre Hunter instead of Bogdan Bogdanovich. Would you would you think that they would be more willing to do that deal or no? no. I thought Bogdan would be easier to obtain. That's why I, I don't
1: would. think I think honestly, like the Pacers try to get DeAndre Hunter in the offseason. I think they would have easily done this deal in the offseason. The Pacers, that is, for DeAndre yeah. Hunter. I just I think Atlanta Bogdan and DeAndre have more value to me in the league than buddy hill even on those contracts because teams don't want to trade for an expiring guy they want to trade for a guy that's on three or four years now the pacers might be in a little bit of a different spot where they don't want to take on a bad contract because i think bogdan's a good player uh one player that we've been talking about that we don't want to take on the money is someone like tim hardaway jr right
2: yeah i, I think
1: no you're gonna to have to get a sweetener in that deal if you're trading for tim hardaway jr's contract because the mavericks to me are a much more desperate team to win now And I think Buddy Hill would help them in that regard because if you have that level shooting with Kyrie out there too and Luka, I just that's really good shooting right there. That's like elite level shooting in the league. So they may not be that great defensively, but offensively, they could put a a clinic on. But I just for me, I'm not seeing it with Atlanta with that package fetch, but I'm sure there's other deals that you probably come up with. But speaking speaking of the Mavericks, here's the deal that I came up with, and you know that I'm a fan of this player because. I said you're going to need a sweetener with Tim Hardaway Jr., but the salary has to be Tim Hardaway Jr. for this deal to make sense. Mm-hmm. The Mavericks don't have a lot of picks, but they, no, did, they, they, don't. they did trade for a guy that got drafted by the Sacramento Kings this year. Who you loved. Olivier Maxson's Prosper. And there's been some speculation, I think, by Mavericks fans that think he could be a starter this year. I don't necessarily buy that. There's also talk that Derek Lively could be a starter for him this year, which I think is a little bit more understandable seeing he was a lottery pick, but... If the Pacers could ship out Buddy Hill and either I'll let you pick Jordan Wara, Ben Shepard, or Isaiah Jackson for Tim Hardaway Jr. and Olivier Maxson's Prosper, would you do it?
2: I'd hold on to Ben Shepard because that's a first-round pick. Jordan Wara is is expiring, probably not going to bring him back. Was Isaiah Jackson in the mix?
1: Another another option as well to make sure that the salary doesn't go over too high so that the Mavericks can still stay, uh, I believe, under the tax at this point.
2: Okay, so in the, in this scenario, it's Buddy Healed, say, Isaiah Jackson, yeah. or Tim Hardaway and Olivia Max's Pro, uh, Prosper? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely a lot higher on uh, Olivia Max's Prosper than I am. So I know you. that was like your man crush in the draft. So He's a good player. That, He's a rookie. Yeah,
1: I, get him on a rookie deal. You have him for the next whatever many years you want to have him, and he plays the four. So my whole point is he could play the three or the four, a little bit versatile, but I'm, we need more people. I mean, not really right now at the four. potentially. I mean, if you threw Jordan Warren, this trade, it would help a little bit, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if you look at it, Obi Toppin's a free agent after this year, he might not sign with the Pacers. So if he walks, you got Jairus Walker starting and you got OMP off the bench. Now the Pacers also would still have their big trade available too. If they wanted to throw in a Jairus Walker and a trade, And then you have Olivia Maxon's Prosper as someone that could play the backup power forward. I'm not saying they're at the same level, but what I'm saying just got a little
2: bit crazy over. But if you're gonna
1: make a big trade, you have to think about Jairus Walker being a potential piece that's moved.
2: Yeah, if you're Um, making a big trade. Obviously, it's something you have to consider, but I think things just got crazy. and We all of a sudden, we're doing this. We're shipping it out. We got Olivia Max's Prosper over here. It's now all of a sudden, he's competing for the starting role at the four. It's I didn't like, say well, that. Oh, what are you I talking about? You're I over mean, here if, smoking if, something. If Opie's- you just went down the line. or No, doing this I didn't. Training? I just said I you said know. there's
1: a log gym at the four. There's, not a, there's a log gym at the guard position. There's not a log gym at the front court. But I'm saying Obi if you
2: could be brought back, even and if could. he gets signed, if he gets signed and you still have Jairus Walker there, when is Max's Prosper going to play?
1: He could still get some minutes. I mean, I, I think there's potential he could play the three. And if he's that good defensively, then he going to get on the court. I mean, I mean, at, th- at this point, we, we're talking about trading Buddy Heald because... We want to get our young guys more playing time in the second, you know, like with the, with the guards. Okay. So if you've got a guard rotation of, we've talked about it, Bruce Brown, Nimhard, Ben Matherin, Aaron Nismith, TJ McConnell, like where's the minutes there? This is why when we talk with Matherin, we talk with Buchanan, there is such a competition for these spots. Not everyone's going to be happy, but at this point, I'd rather take a flyer on a guy that's on a rookie contract. That's playing the four than, getting another guard that's not going to get playing time either.
2: Yeah. it's it's not a bad deal by any means. It's just one extra year for Tim Hardaway. So you have that option where you could look you could not say look to flip him. You can definitely flip him the following year because I don't see him, you know, long term in the plans. So yeah. It's not bad to accumulate another young player that has promised. So, you know, in that scenario, yeah, Jordan War, Isaiah Jackson, I, I feel more comfortable dealing one of them to kind of clean up the rotation. Um but, yeah, it's not, not a bad deal. It's not one I'm in love with. But I, I do personally really like Jairus Walker moving forward. So Oh, I do I too. Would-
1: I'm not saying I want to trade him, but I'm saying if there's a deal out there, because that's one thing people have been talking about with this Pacers team. They have the pieces to go out and make a yeah. big trade. So, yeah, they got their picks, but they are they got a lot of log jams at different positions, not as much the power forward spot. But I'm saying if they had OMP and they like him a lot and they still have Obi on the team and Jairus, They would probably be more willing to part with a guy like Jarris to get them a, what if he's part of a package that gets them a small forward that they really want moving forward? That could make some sense. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying I want to trade Jarris Walker. I'm just saying he could be a very valuable trade chip, and then having someone like OMP as a backup could be huge. But I still think that him getting significant minutes this year for the Mavericks, it's, it's a possibility, and it's all about situation, but... If he's that good for the Mavericks and they're a playoff team, why wouldn't the Pacers want someone like that?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, we'll have to wait and see, you know, how, how it shakes out. But, yeah, definitely a player with a lot of promise. Someone who shot up the, the draft boards, you know, pretty pretty late, uh, right around draft season. So, um, hey, he's got promise. We'll see what yeah. happens. But either the other way, I, I, I don't hate that. If you're taking Tim Hardaway Jr., I don't think you're getting a first-round pick with it, just like you mentioned, because they still owe the Knicks a first-round pick. They Mm -hmm. owe – the Mavericks owe the Nets a first-round pick, I believe a 2027 first-round pick. So getting a first-round pick is going to be near impossible from them. So I I think that getting a young player like, you know, OMP definitely feels like the best you could probably do in this deal. Okay,
1: what's your next trade, Fudge?
2: All right, so for my next deal, and this – it's a big one. And at this point, I'm never really – A uh, three-team deal. Oh, let's go. I'm going for it. So, I don't don't know. Some people might hate it. Some people might like it. We actually talked about this possibility, you and I, off air a while ago. Okay. Never really brought it to life on an episode. This is a three-team deal involving the Heat, the Blazers, and the Pacers. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. In this deal, and I checked on uh, Fanspo, this works out. All right. So, the Heat are receiving Damian Lillard, Yusuf Nurkic. The Blazers are receiving Buddy Heald, Kyle Lowry, Daniel Tice, Jaime Jaquez, Nikola Jovic. Okay. A Pacers 2024 first-round pick. I would love for it to be be the one that we obtained in a deal with Denver, but it might have to be ours. Okay? Hear me out, So our first-round pick. And then a Heat 2024 and 2026 first-round pick. So they're getting three first-round picks. We are getting Tyler Hero and Keon Johnson. You just got to take him on. He's got a team option just to make it all work. So in this scenario, we're getting Tyler Hero. He's on a four-year, $120 million contract. We're taking on the money. We are giving a first-round pick and buddy. What are your thoughts on this scenario? So we're giving a first and buddy for Tyler Hero. Essentially, that's exactly what it boils down to. We gave a a Tyus as well, right? Tice, Tice comes off the books over here, so we clean up a roster spot. You know, if, if you want to have Keon Johnson on the team for the year, you, you could do that, or yeah. you could look to, you know, use it on a, a veteran or someone else.
1: Yeah, that's actually, like, it's interesting. I, I think that fans, because I did put a poll out there on Twitter, asking if fans, if the Pacers got involved with the Blazers heat trade, would they be, how would they feel about Tyler Hero on the Pacers? Now, there has been that picture running around of Halliburton and Hero playing together yeah, that is. So I'm sure that kind of inspired you a little bit. It, it did maybe. a little bit. And yeah. I think fans are actually a little bit more open to a Tyler Hero and Indy, you know, pairing than I thought they would be. I thought fans would be like, oh my god, I hate Tyler Hero. He's got such a negative rap on him right now that I actually don't think it's a bad idea. Now, we've heard some other stuff because I
2: also have a big trade, but I actually have a four-team trade. Oh, of course you got one even bigger! But before and we even get into that, just yeah. one, one thing I want to say. A couple months ago, you and I were texting about this offline. Yeah. I was against it. I you were was out on here, the fan. Yeah, I was like, I'm out. Look, I just don't like that contract. This, this, that. Then the more you think of it, is like we're always dreaming big. To be, we're going to land this all star guy. This at least Hero and Halliburton have a good relationship. He could be a really good scorer that you don't have to start. He could he could come off the bench and be yeah. the, that potential six man of the year type guy. He's already signed, and in this scenario, you know you're already not bringing Buddy back. So essentially, you're trading one of our two first-round picks to acquire a guy that is only available because his salary needs to be moved.
1: Yeah, I I don't even know if you you have to include the pick. That's my whole thing, to be honest with you. It sounds weird on paper saying, oh, yeah, there's no way they would take Tyler Hero for Tyson Buddy, but you have to realize the – the Blazers don't want Tyler Hero's contract, nor do, they, yeah. nor do they want the position that he plays. So yeah. Buddy Healed to Portland is kind of a stopgap situation. Same with Tyus. It's just taking all the money. So you're helping facilitate that trade. So to me, it's kind of like I think they want more for Dame than what they're getting in this deal. They are getting off Nurkic's contract, but mm-hmm. there is a team that has been rumored to have interest in Nurkic and that's the phoenix suns and i'm sure you've seen this because mm-hmm. i I had uh, yep mm-hmm. so i actually talked with the person that reported about the pacers potentially being a facilitator in a in a deal with the he the blazers and the suns and i thought to myself okay what kind of package can i come up with that makes some kind of sense so here's what i came up with fletcher and i want you to hear me out the phoenix suns they're going to get Yusuf nurkic They're going to get Caleb Martin from the Heat, and the Pacers are going to send them T.J. McConnell, a player they tried to trade with them earlier in the offseason. So they're getting Nurkic, McConnell, and Martin. The Blazers, on the other hand, are getting DeAndre Ayton, starting center for him, Mm -hmm. Kyle Lowry, his expiring $29 million, and Nikola Jovic. Now, here's the thing. I don't have picks involved, so we'll talk about that in a second. I did this Mm, without the picks, so we can add those in later. The Miami Heat. They get Damian Lillard and Buddy Heal. The Indiana Pacers take on Tyler Hero. I thought this made a lot of sense without the picks right now. I mean, obviously, you need to have picks in there somewhere. And Gotta be in there. we could figure that out. The person I talked to said it seems like the Pacers almost need to take, on, take a pick from somebody for taking on Tyler Hero's contract. But I was like, well, I, it's interesting that you say that because that's a non-Pacer saying that. So I was like, non-Pacer fan saying that. So I was like, okay. But I thought Damon, Buddy, in Miami made sense. I think if you wanted to break up the DeAndre Ayton contract and get a serviceable big in Nurkic, a backup point guard in McConnell, and then a guy that was Eastern Conference, you know, player of was he was he the Eastern Conference Player of the Year? Uh, or was it Jimmy Butler? I'm not the Player of the Year. They won the uh, MVP of the Eastern Conference Finals. Who was that? Was it Jimmy Butler, or did Caleb yeah, Caleb Martin get it? Yeah,
2: I think uh, Martin, Actually, no, it was Caleb Martin. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm
1: saying. So Caleb Martin yeah. just had like a huge run with the Heat. He did. He could Rough have finals.
2: Great, great conference finals.
1: But I think with the group that they have there, he could be a nice piece with them. So you're talking about three serviceable people for DeAndre Ayton. The Blazers get Ayton and Jovic, two young players that could be a part of their future, and the expiring Kyle Lowry to help with that. And they're going to get picks involved with this as well. So send all the Heat picks that you can. If the Pacers have to throw a pick in here, whatever, I, I think you could maybe keep your pick and give the Denver pick up in this deal, give it to the Blazers. Um, the he-get-Dame-and-Buddy, I think that's pretty good value for what they're giving up. Lights-out shooter, Buddy Heald with that team makes a lot of sense to me. And then the Pacers take on the contract of Tyler Hero. I like that idea.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think framework is, is similar. You know, in yours you have the, the Suns helping facilitate that deal. I do think the Blazers yeah. would have interest in a young center like DeAndre Aiden. Yeah. They're going to have a ton of cap space after getting rid of Dame. And Nurkic, I think the Suns would save a lot of money bringing in Nurkic instead of Aiton. I think that would, uh, you know, have a massive effect in terms of the luxury tax that they're paying, as well as being able to make other moves. Because right now they have about four four players making real money and everybody else is on the minimum. Mm-hmm. So I, I could see that working. The picks is exactly where the, they need to be in there. Yeah. I don't see a scenario where the Pacers are getting a first-round pick to take on Tyler Hero because the heat they they've mentioned they're not going to be desperate to make a deal. So yeah. I think in this scenario they're like I'm not going to attach another first round pick just to get rid of them. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm with you. Look, if we can give that pick that we got from Denver in the deal, I, I I'm I'm ready. Hey, let's make that deal happen. If we have to give our own first round pick, I still think the Pacers could be a decent enough team where that pick could be in the teens and you'll mm-hmm. still have that that other pick that hey, who knows. Maybe that's the Clippers 20th overall pick, I don't know. Either way, I think that trade makes a lot of sense if the Blazers are getting. I think the Blazers need to be getting probably about three first-round picks for Dean. Uh, The the pick swaps could be in there, whatever, but it's got to be at least three first-round picks. So I'm fine giving one from us. The Heat, I think they'd be more willing to give two rather than them giving, you know, three, four, anything like that. So Mm. I would do that deal. Yeah, and
1: I think one thing, too, like, Nurkic is not somebody I trust nor do I love as a player. And I think Phoenix at this point, like, yeah, they could probably make it work for a little bit during the regular season, but come playoff time, yeah. couldn't Nurkic be a problem? Maybe. But I think with Kevin Durant, he can play the five, and they could be super small ball. You got Booker, you've got KD, you've got Beal. And then you're you're talking about a Kayla Martin that's had experience out there before. I, I think that there's just different ways they can go about it. I think they have Eric Gordon on their roster as well. So they do. They um, they've minimal. got deal. I'm Crazy. just saying they've got guys out yeah. there that have experience where they could play the small ball five with KD and go out and like play five out. But I also think they could trade Nurkic now that they would have a smaller contract to trade. And if they got like a couple of second round picks in this type of a deal to help facilitate it by giving up eight and maybe they get seconds from the pace or something like that, this is where I think it does make some sense. But overall, I, I like it for all the teams involved because I think everybody kind of gets what they want. And I know Pacer fans might not love the idea of Tyler Hero, but I think that people are a little bit sour on Tyler Hero for the wrong reasons. He has, He's had some really good moments, and <laughs> he's a good player. And I think Indiana is notoriously known for going after guys like this. While their value might be a little bit down, they think they can recoup it. And I think that you know Rick Carlisle is a good enough coach that he's going to get the best out of Tyler Hero. I, I, I trust the infrastructure that this team has in Indiana taking on someone like Hero where if it was still a Nate Bjorkman type of coach or even a Nate McMillan, I wouldn't be as confident in the team being able to stay together.
2: Yeah, I'm with you on that. And look, I'm not going to make it seem like I'm this massive Tyler Hero supporter, but I do think he has grown up a bit from a couple of years ago. Um, I I think that he's probably a player that's been a little bit humbled over the the last couple of years. And he is a really good shot maker. Yes, there are some flaws to his game, but in this scenario – Guys, you got to realize there there isn't this alternative where they're like, what if we just keep Buddy? That's not happening. I I think it's the Pacers made their offer. I think both sides were very far apart, and I don't – And anything could happen. I don't think they're going to be revisiting this. I think it's basically the Pacers saying, look, unless you could fit into this specific role and this dollar amount, it's probably not going to work. And Buddy probably said, all right, hey, I'm looking for something different. Okay, great, we'll work with you to come together on a deal. And I know both sides are really split on it. But I was just looking just for the math on your deal. Nurkic is making roughly
0: half of yeah. what
2: Aiden's making per year. That is a massive difference. And look what, how crafty Phoenix got in regards to pulling off the Beal trade and, and a few other deals that they made. Having Nurkic at about 17, 18 million dollars. They could get very crafty with that contract to bring in someone that could contribute. Not a lot of people right now are lining up to take DeAndre Ayton and his 32 to 35 million dollar salary per year.
1: Yeah. And that's, and that's kind of why I like the idea of Ayton two with Portland. He gets a, you know, a refresh, gets a chance to play with Chauncey Billups as the coach and not have as much pressure to win right now in the playoffs. And, you know, it's an interesting thing. I think DeAndre Ayton is one of those guys that's, Probably a little bit overrated as being yeah. the number one overall pick, but maybe a little bit underrated in terms of how people appreciate him. But I think if things click well with Frank Vogel and him, he could be really huge for that team and the success they had because he was really good back in 2021 when the Suns made the finals. But I do want to make sure that we reiterate this point. You're hearing a lot of big trades right now from me and and They seem a little bit bigger than what you heard from like a Bobby Marcus and a Zach Lowe. I wanted to say this. If the Pacers were looking for a deal like Bobby Marks and Zach Lowe put out there, they would have already made that deal in the offseason. Absolutely, there's a reason why Buddy Hield's still on this team, and that's because number one, they don't like those offers because they're not really, you know, an offer that you're like excited about. They're not good offers. They don't do much for the Pacers, and they're not just going to move Buddy to move Buddy. They want to get as much value out of Buddy as they can while he's on the team. And if they do trade him, and if they potentially trade him in a bigger deal, they're going to get a lot more back. And I think that's the smart thing to do. There's already been reports saying he will probably be on the roster heading into the season. So yeah, while there is speculation of how long he's here and people might see differently, I mean, even Kevin Bowen thought that they he was more team key buddy. I think that's a little bit short-sighted. I think that's a little bit not understanding the long-term picture, even though he said he can see both sides. I think anybody that thinks shooting will age well, yes but you can replace shooting with other shooters that fit your timeline. And that is why someone like a Tyler Hero, to me, makes more sense. Even though it's more money, I think he can do more with the ball in his hands than a Buddy Hill. And defensively, Tyler Hero is not great. So he's going to have to really improve in that area. But Buddy is not a great defender either. So I wanted to get that out there, though, in terms of why maybe some of our deals might look a little bit bigger.
2: Yeah, I completely agree with you. Look, Davis, Bertons, and Two second-round picks. What does that do for the Pacers? There, there's no rush to make a deal of that sort in in any scenario. Mm-hmm. That deal with uh, with the Pistons, Bagley and Killian Hayes, like what that sets the Pacers back. If yeah. anything, I think that some of those deals just really says, "Hey, we're not going for it this mm-hmm. year." I would totally ride this out up until at least the trade deadline if that's what the offers look like. Because who's trading a first-round pick now? Yeah. In, in, in September to October, that does not happen right. unless it's a big, big deal. So be patient, ride it out. Buddy's going to be a pro about it, and the Pacers could get off to a really good start. And then you revisit and say, hey, all right, well, let's let's see what we want to do here. You know what? If Maybe they won't re-sign them, but they'll, they'll ride it out because they can make the playoffs. I don't know. Whatever it yeah. may be, I know when you have an asset, you want to make a deal, but For like Killian Hayes and Marvin Bagley, there's really no point to make a deal just to make a deal. So Mm -hmm. I'm with you on that.
1: All right, everybody, that's going to do it for part one of our Buddy Hill Trade Idea Conversation. We're going to be back tomorrow with more trade ideas for you. So if you liked any of this stuff, like I said earlier, let us know on social media, on Twitter, at Setting the Pace 3, over on Instagram, at Pacers Talk. I'm at Alex Golden NBA on Twitter and Instagram, and Focches at underscore FACCI. And we will talk to y'all tomorrow. Peace out, Pacer Nation. Setting the pace, going to the top. Setting the pace, going to the top. This is your number one podcast. Sweeping every team. We're
0: gonna need a mop. Smooth.